0: All week we have been looking at the characters around the cross. Pilate, who sought to wash his hands of Jesus, who in his indecision decided against the Lord Jesus. Mary, who poured out her worship as she poured out her expensive perfume on Jesus' feet. Costly. Unashamed, extravagant worship. Judas, who sold Jesus for 30 silver coins, betraying by a kiss. And Peter, who one minute was ready for prison and for death, and who later that night denied even knowing Jesus but he was restored and commissioned to strengthen his brothers. Tonight, our characters are quite literally around the cross of Jesus. As we heard Luke's account of the Passion, we were told that Jesus was crucified along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. All week there has been a spelling mistake on the service sheets and again it's there tonight at the top of the sheet. You see, we aren't just focusing as I had originally planned on one criminal. We must look at the criminals who were crucified on either side of Jesus. Because in the two crucified criminals, we see two different reactions to Jesus. In fact, the only two ways that we can respond to Jesus. So as we consider each in turn, ask yourself, which am I like? The first criminal. He sides with the crowd. Luke tells us about the people who were watching as Jesus was crucified. The rulers sneered at Jesus. He saved others. Let him save himself if he is the Christ of God, the chosen one. They remember how Jesus has helped and healed so many other people. But they turn it into a giant. He saved others, but he can't save himself. It would be like a champion lifeguard, saving many others from drowning, but drowned himself. Besides the rulers, the soldiers also mock Jesus. If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. They were showing what happened to people who thought that they were the king of the Jews. To stop anyone else from having that pretentious idea. They would end up on a Roman cross, unable to rescue themselves. Come on, if you're a king, prove it. And so the first criminal joins in with the mocking. He hurled insults at Jesus. He says, aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. If you really are the Christ, the anointed one, the long promised king, then you should be able to save not just yourself, but me as well. And did you notice that that the word that each of them used? the rulers, the soldiers, and the criminal, they all urged Jesus to save himself. Come down from the cross, get yourself out of this mess, and while you're at it, save me as well, the criminal said. But in order to save others, Jesus cannot save himself. If he were to save himself, he could not save anyone else. And so it was to save you that Jesus remained on the cross. It wasn't just the nails that held Jesus to the cross. It was his love for you. The first criminal mocks and sneers and ultimately rejects Jesus. But the second criminal has a different reaction to Jesus, a different response. Perhaps it was in seeing how Jesus died in praying forgiveness for the soldiers who crucified him. Whatever it was, he recognises that there is something different about Jesus. He rebukes his friend because he recognises that Jesus is innocent. These two men, these two criminals, they were hardened criminals. They deserved all they got. He says, don't you fear God, since you're under the same sentence. We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But Jesus was different. He was innocent. This man has done nothing wrong. The wages of sin are death. But Jesus hadn't sinned. He hadn't done anything wrong. He didn't deserve to die at all, let alone on a Roman cross. The criminal recognises that Jesus is innocent. But he recognises far more than that. He recognises that Jesus is the king. The sign above Jesus' head proclaims that he is the king of the Jews. It was a further attempt to mock. Look at the so-called king of the Jews and what we have done to him. At this very moment, Jesus is like no other king that the world has ever seen. He wears a scarlet robe. His precious blood flowing from his head. Flowing from his wounds, from the beating and the scourging he had received. On his head he wears a crown of thorns. His royal throne is the cruel cross. And yet, this criminal cries out, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Despite the circumstances, this criminal recognizes that Jesus really is the king. And so he entrusts himself to this king, he seeks to join his kingdom by naming Jesus as his king. And when he does so, he receives this wonderful promise. I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. Jesus, by his death on the cross, the righteous dying for the unrighteous has instituted his kingdom, has opened the way for sinners like you and me and this penitent thief to be with him in paradise. All that we need to do is to trust in Jesus to trust that he has endured the punishment for our sins. When we name Jesus as our king, when we crown him king of our lives, we have that promise of paradise. The dying thief in his final moments is rescued from his hellward path, And will find himself in heaven when he breathes his last. And you might hear this and then think to yourself, do you know what? There's loads of time yet. You might think I can wait until my dying moments when I'm lying on my bed, dead age 99 and a half. But can you be certain of that? when we're not promised tomorrow. Bishop Riley, the first Bishop of Liverpool, said this, the penitent thief shows that it is possible to receive Christ just before death. But there were two thieves that day, and only one Received Christ and was welcomed into paradise. Two criminals, two responses to Jesus to ask the question that we started this week with What will you do with Jesus? Will you reject him? mock him scorn his death for you or will you trust him as king and receive that promise of paradise may the criminal's words be your words tonight Jesus remember me when you come into your kingdom Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for the Lord Jesus. We thank you that he died for us, for our sins. We thank you that he has opened the way for us to come to you, to have that promise of paradise with you. We ask, Father, that we would know that is our experience tonight. We ask that you would give us grace, that we would name Jesus as our King, that we would follow him, And serve him. And love him. Amen.